We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mile High Huddle Podcast with your football priests, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. And we are good. So welcome in, everybody. It is the Mile High Huddle podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, my fellow football priest, you know him, you love him, Zach Kelberman. Fresh off, Zach writing up the report for us at milehighhuddle.com on the Denver Broncos cutting two veteran defenders today. <clears throat> I can pull up the article, but explain who was cut and why they were cut. I think vet- veteran is the nicest superlative you can say about them because if you asked a random fan, I don't think they know who Lamar Jackson is. Not the Ravens quarterback, Lamar Jackson. This one's a cornerback who joined the Broncos uh, last November. He played in three games. He had a co- three tackles and two pass breakups. The other player they released was Wyatt Ray, not Shane Ray's brother, Wyatt Ray, outside linebacker. He appeared in a couple games as well. These are the definition of back-end roster moves that George Payton has made. Whether it signals more additions to come remains to be seen, but uh, this is uh, cleaning the fat off the bone, so to speak. Yeah, it is a little bit of a surprise, though, Zach. Pardon me. If, am I freezing up right now? Wow, you're good. I just tried to do a share screen, and on my side, it, I just got to remember I can't do that lately. I don't know why, but um, it is a little bit of a surprise because as far as depth is concerned, the Broncos don't have a ton uh, at corner, right? So Lamar Jackson, at least he offers a little bit of experience. Maybe they have some plans there that uh, – up to this point are not quite made known to uh, media and fans. Maybe. I mean, they do have some players on the uh, depth chart, including Fayon Hicks, who they used a seventh round pick on last year, but you're right. They don't have many warm bodies. So the fact that they're cutting one at this stage could mean, you know, they have a replacement in mind. We shall see. A few shout outs tonight. We got the Papa bear, David McElrath jumping in early Buckham. Indeed. My friend uh, shout out to the early uh, birds, including Dylan, who just so consistent, reliable. You can set your watch to my dude and reminding everybody hit the like button, uh, share it if you love us a lot. Jesse, Dominique, man, Kevin, love seeing the conversations, Zach, that get uh, <laughs> that get generated in the chat before we yeah. go live. Um, on this same topic of uh, the, of course, your Denver Broncos, did you see by chance? It was Keith Cummings that had the article for us uh, at MHH. But did you see what Peter King, his comment about Jarrett Stidham? I, I can read it verbatim, but <clears throat> actually, maybe I should. Real quick, here's what he said, because I want your thoughts on this. In his uh, NFL free agency report card today, Peter King, one of the most deep-rooted, venerated NFL insiders, I guess you could call him an insider, but NFL reporters for many decades – Quote, the most fascinating signing of the first week. Really? Hold on. Here's what, listen to what I'm about to say. The most fascinating signing of the first week, quarterback Jarrett Stidham, two years, 10 million, 5 million guaranteed after starting a grand total of two games in his four-year NFL life. But one of those games convinced Sean Payton to take a chance on him 
after Derek Carr was benched in Vegas late this uh, in late December, Stidham in his first NFL start and facing Zach, the best defense in football, San Francisco, put up 365 passing yards, three touchdown passes, and 34 points. So now Peyton buys him to be Russell Wilson's backup, and nothing needs to be said to Wilson about it. If Wilson, by midseason 2023, is having a similarly disastrous season to his first one in Denver, Peyton won't have to punt on the season. He'll have an intriguing backup waiting in the wings, but almost over. Peyton did not go hard after Stidham to put the pressure on Wilson. He considered his options at backup quarterback and thought he could play it safe for the same money with an Andy Dalton type or swing for the fences on a young prospect with significant upside. I like the logic. Closed quote. Your thoughts? Number one, for anyone uh, poo-pooing the Stidham signing, does this make you feel a little better that he was considered the most fascinating signing and uh, what he did in his first NFL start, the system he came from, the experience that he has? He is an indisputable upgrade on Brett Rippon. I think that's the point that Peter King is making here. None of it breaking news. Uh, the fact that the Broncos have a real head coach, a real offensive mind, they should be able to win with most quarterbacks under center, but they won't have to you know, tank this season if Russ gets injured or doesn't play well because Stidham can step right in and at least hold down the fort. The takeaway here is the same thing we've been saying and the same thing I've been countering to all the pearl clutching. He's a big upgrade on who they had last year. You don't have to worry about whether the Broncos, how much they're going to lose by with Brett Rippon in the game. You can start to wonder if they're going to win with Jared Stidham in the game. I like what Scott says here as a reminder, Mr. Producer. When it comes to Peter King, it's especially worth taking note of what he says on this subject, <clears throat> pardon me, because he was right about Wilson last year, even if he hedged more than a Wall Street guy. What he's referring to, of course, Zach, is when it came to his NFL 2022 season predictions, right? He had the Broncos not making the playoffs, and he, you know, kind of – mumbled over i'm not sure how it's going to work with russell wilson in a new city with a first time uh head coach and i won't be surprised if they make it or something you know i'm, I'm paraphrasing but i don't expect them to so maybe since he was and we were kind of pissed about that if you guys remember when it came out we we're like really come on dude this was like third week of august fourth week of august maybe but king uh has has been right about russ so far he was wrong about one thing though he called Nathaniel Hackett a football savant before yeah. the season last year. And I, I remember that only because I still catch flack on Twitter from Seahawks fans about how that experiment went. You know, Peter King, he might be an insider. He might be a very well-respected longtime reporter, but he is a human with opinions and subjective feelings. And uh, he was right about Russ, but he was really wrong about Hackett. Taylor Christensen jumping in with a super chat. Love it. Thanks, Taylor. Says, hey guys, name one guy you're glad we moved on from. Melvin Gordon, Kareem Jackson. <laughs> Two that come to mind right away. What about you? Um, well, Melvin being technically in in last season, Kareem Jackson. It's time. I agree with you on that. It's time. You know, there's a lot he still brings to a defense in terms of what he sees and all of his experience and wisdom, but he's definitely lost a step. You know, I'm kind of, um, I'm kind of bummed in a sense like I know he was kind of uh the last season in particular he, he really turned into a jag he would have been better served as as a depth guy but I loved the Deshaun Williams story and how after just trying trying and trying on his third stint in Denver he catches on goes on to have a, a starting role I'll kind of miss him Draymond Jones I'm not really missing him being gone for whatever it's worth that might hurt some Broncos fans feelings because some some fans really love Draymond but I'm not really too sad to see him go, especially when you hear what Mike Kliss said, Zach, uh, earlier today about why the Broncos chose Zach Allen over Draymond Jones. Zach Allen will go down as a more productive player than Draymond Jones was in Denver. He might not have, as you said on Twitter, Chad, the physical tools of a Draymond Jones, but he's so much more consistent and his motor is always running. Uh, you took my answer with Draymond. I'm not going to miss him. Again, I think Allen will be an upgrade. And Scott took my answer in the side comments. He said, Dalton Reisner, I am so happy they moved on from him. He had no business starting last year or really since his rookie season. And Ben Powers is such a massive upgrade to left guard. So pretty much, Chad, I'll say one more time. There is not one player the Broncos lost that made them a worse team. 
the me fan wrong. in me has you know a little a few pangs over Dalton Reisner not working out, but it is what it is. It's time for him to hit the bricks. Mike, good to see you, brother. Appreciate the support as always. Buckham indeed with a B, my friend. Rock on, brother. Um, We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Stefan or Steven? I've been corrected on this so many times of late, it seems, when I call someone with their name spelled S-T-E-P-H-E-N. Steven, I get corrected for Stefan. Thank you for the love. Appreciate that. Uh, the real Travis Scott with a super chat saying, hope all is well, fellas. If Stidham has to start, do y'all have more faith in him than Rippin? Travis Scott, thank you for that super chat. Zach, your thoughts? Hell yeah. I mean, just look what Peter King laid out and uh, the experience that Stidham has. If you look at their stats, they're pretty comparable. In fact, I believe they both have more career interceptions than touchdowns, but Personal preference, I just feel more confident with Stidham stepping into the game and succeeding, and especially because you get that coaching bump. Remember the old Vic Fangio bump on defense a couple years ago? Well, now there's the Sean Payton bump on offense. So whatever quarterback is in the room, whatever offensive player is on the field, they're going to be better by the virtue of good coaching. This cracks me up. The Wyatt Ray release really shocked me, says Jesse. Not because we released him, but that he was a Bronco. <laughs> yeah, you might have missed that. Uh... That little tidbit on the newswire down the stretch last year when he landed in Denver. Gyla in the house with a very generous super sticker throwing down. Great to see you. Really appreciate that, my friend. Uh, I don't know if you were in the house last night, but or if you'd watch the, uh, the uh, rerun of the live stream, but you're quite highly ranked on uh, in March's Super Chat rankings uh, contest. You're currently in the top 10. So for what it's worth, Gaila, you're ranked 10, and this month we are shaking things up a little bit and including uh, the top 10 finishers on Super Chat. So for what that's worth, thank you very much. Appreciate you. Um, Zach, my, my screen's doing this thing again. If there's something on the screen, grab it. I don't know what's going on, but I can't go back to my tab. Uh, I see Michaela. Uh, sorry, Scott. I see Michaela jumping in, 1999 Super. Thank you, as always, to the Duchess for her generosity. You are truly amazing, Michaela. Uh, she asks, are we going to sign a running back? I'm not confident. Uh, I guess Pookie will be ready for the season or even come back to form. His was a really bad injury. You're 100% correct, Michaela. It was not just an ACL. It wasn't just one ligament. It was three different ligaments that could challenge his entire 2023 campaign. But the Broncos did sign a running back. They picked up Samaje P. Ryan, who's good in all three phases, runner, catcher, pass protector. He will be a massive upgrade on who they had last year, including Melvin Gordon. But you're right. Um, they do need, a, I think, one more running back. Maybe they bring back Latavius Murray, Chad, just to hold the yeah. forward until Pookie gets healthy. I think they'd be smart, too, especially as you get farther into the new league year opening up and the offers are not rolling in for Latavius Murray. You know, he might have thought um, in whatever – pre 
free agency discussions his his agent might have had with the Broncos. He might have hoped that by virtue of how he did perform in Denver last year, especially after Melvin Gordon was uh, gone, that that might have seen him garner a contract more than what probably the Broncos would be willing to give him, which is something really dang close to the veteran minimum. So the longer he languishes, honestly, Zach, the more the better news it is for the Broncos and maybe even better odds that he ends up staying in Denver. Yeah, I mean, considering how reliable and consistent he was last year, nothing super flashy, but he won't put the ball on the ground. He's durable, and he knows Sean Payton. I, I think it makes too much sense. Doug, thank you, my friend, on Facebook, saying thanks for all you do. Well, thank you for all your support and your contributions to the conversation most nights. We see you, Doug, in the chat, so appreciate you, Doug. Sam Bam. Love it. And Sam Bam is going to join us for a superstar segment in the month of April. We're stoked because it will be his debut. We're looking forward to that, Sam. Thank you for the super chat, bro. It says, good evening, Chad and Zach. I think the Stidham signing as a backup is just fine. He's an upgrade over Rippin. Go Broncos. I, I mean, here's the thing. He's he doesn't quite have as much sample size under his. Well, it's probably pretty close, actually, the number of starts and total game minutes those two have in the league. But from a physical perspective, it's not even close. There's a lot to love about Brett Rippon, Zach, including that football brain and kind of the, the coach's uh, perspective that he has. I ended up being surprised by the amount of passion, fire and intensity that he had because. When I talked to him at the Combine when he was coming out in 2019, undrafted, of course, ended up out of Boise State, he was like the most, I wouldn't say timid, that wasn't the right word, it would be like a quiet confidence, but definitely very quiet, very reserved, and so seeing him all fired up on the sideline, getting in Dalton Reisner's face, uh, I loved that, and so he earned some some brownie points in my eyes for that, but as far as the product on the field, let's face it, yeah. I mean... He's like Trevor Simeon, light, light, light. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe it's not Trevor Simeon. That's Brett Rippon. I looked up the stats, Chad. Uh, Jared Stidham has five more career appearances than Brett Rippon. But that's the thing. If he's an upgrade on Rippon, that's all that matters. Some Broncos fans are, are wringing their hands like they signed Sidham to start. He's a, a better quarterback, too, than they had last year, and he won't infringe on Russell Wilson as the starter. I mean, what's not to like? Exactly. Lady D in the house with a top rope super chat. This is her style. This is one of the many reasons she is so beloved here Thank at MHH. Yeah. Thank you, Lady D. She says, good evening, Chad and Zach. I'm happy so far with everyone picked. I still need a center. Thinking they are looking to the draft hashtag MHH yeah. for life. Love you, Deanna. And Zach, it wouldn't surprise me if, uh, especially when we look at the remaining the way we perceive it anyway, to be roster holes, center, running back depth. Those probably are two positions that they're hoping they can add to in the draft. And if not in the draft with regard to running back, Zach, I mean, how many studs uh, have been through the NFL in the last 25 years at running back who never heard their name called on draft day? College free agent crop is uh, rife with talent. Exactly. And offensive line, especially centers, are the same way. You can find a, a long-term starter in the middle rounds, which is where I think the Broncos are going to go, Chad. There's a couple really good veteran options still available. There's Ben Jones. Um, there's Connor McGovern, former Bronco. But the longer they take to sign one leads me to believe one of two things. It's either they're going to draft one for sure as the starter, or they're going to roll with Void Cushenberry. Uh, for another year because Sean Payton legitimately believes in him. We'll find out next month. Indeed. Mike, with some uh, very generous stars throwing down, big boy stars, as I like to say on Facebook. It's very nice to see you. Mike, thank you for the support, my friend. Um, I see Albert Knoppers in the house tonight. Great to see you, Albert. First Blood Gaming saying, weird comment, but I wanted to tell you guys, I'm not even a Broncos fan, LOL. I mostly started listening out of Schadenfreude over the Russ situation and ended up loving you guys. Wow. Keep up the great work. Dude, very kind words. So you're an original Seahawks fan then, right? So that's cool, man. Welcome to the manger, Holmes. Much love. 
Is that a classy Seahawks fan that we've discovered? It's like it's discovering a new species, Chad. That's incredible. Welcome, and we hope you stick around. He says, you guys, the Broncos, have quickly become my favorite AFC team, and I'm rooting for you. Seems like a chill and cool community. Well, we're we're kind of partial to to Broncos country, but we are biased. So um, anyway, much love. Appreciate you, dog. Phil in Tucson, proving without a doubt Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. It's wherever you are. And Phil, that's where he is. He's in Tucson. He's saying, in my humble opinion, it seems like George Payton and Sean Payton are not necessarily jumping on star power, but rather building a team to win their way based on Sean Payton's history. Go Broncos, buck them. There's quite a few things we can unpack here, Zach, but what say you? You mean to tell me another media narrative has fallen apart, that there's no way that Sean Payton can work with a, a GM or Sean Payton and George Payton wouldn't work well together. I think that's disproven now considering how well they attacked free agency and how well they will do in the draft considering that is George Payton's specialty. I, I mean, people do forget that in New Orleans, yeah, Sean Payton had a lot of power. He was highly paid, but he also worked hand-in-hand hand with Mickey Loomis, the GM. It's not like he's coming in here and running the show completely for the first time. He always – he likes – he talked about that in his – uh. Intro presser, Chad, the, the power structure and the dichotomy between head coach and GM is so important, and the Broncos have that in the patents. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, Mike wants to know, anybody doing mock drafts? Guys, every single Monday this time of year, Broncos for Breakfast does mock draft Monday, so make sure you have that clocked. And even if you can't be in the live stream in the morning, maybe you have work or you're in a meeting or still sawing logs maybe even, um, you can rewatch it at, on demand at your leisure. Dove Valley deep divers this time of year on Friday nights are quite um, fond of, of doing mock drafts. And Scott, I'm not sure exactly what kind of mock you guys did this morning, but uh, typically what the guys do is they'll do a simulation and involve the chat. Sometimes they'll just do a simulation and get the chat's feedback. But a lot of the time, including the chat on what picks should be made. So Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Michael, check out, I would say first things first, after tonight's stream, go check out that Broncos for Breakfast episode this morning with Nick and Scott. Um, okay. See, here you go. We did an uh, Ernie Mays mock Broncos country only. That's right. Broncos country only. Awesome. Awesome. Um, we love big Ern. Big Ern is the man. All right, Zach, I'm jumping back into the chat a little bit. Um, I think people are curious about, I don't know if you would call it a rumor strictly because if there's two sides to a story, one of those sides is saying, here's what happened. You can't maybe quite call it a rumor, but Adam Thielen's claims Broncos made a strong run at him. He ended up former Minnesota Vikings Pro Bowl receiver signing with Carolina. But uh, what's your thoughts on that? Well, I just want a moment of silence for uh, the C.J. Gardner dream that's now officially dead, Chad, because we got off air last night and C.J. signed a one-year up to $8 million contract with the Detroit Lions. I wonder why the Broncos didn't offer that deal, but uh, Caden Stern's season, it is. Uh, in terms of Adam Thielen, he was on the Pat McAfee show today and said he had discussions or conversations with a few teams before signing with Carolina. Uh, the Broncos and the Cowboys were both named by Thielen. And then Mike Kliss reported the Broncos did sniff around Thielen as well. It doesn't say much 
if anything at all, for Cortland Sutton. Because now the Broncos were in on Alan Lazard and Adam Thielen. What are they? They are possession receivers, not unlike Cortland Sutton. So to me, it's a matter of when and not if that Sutton is traded by the Broncos. It really is a damn shame that Sutton, his reputation has been relegated to basically possession receiver. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, those are guys you got to have. And when you have a good one, man, it can be a game changer. But this was a guy that was known for making explosive plays downfield with the ball in the air. But they have been nary to be seen in the last two years. So I can only interpret the, I mean, obviously, as we knew, you mentioned about Lazard, Broncos interested there. This most recent uh, kicking of the tires with Adam Thielen, I can only interpret as being that despite Mike Kliss tweeting last week, I forget exactly which day, that despite you know all the calls and aggressive offers on Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, the Broncos are not shopping them. I think they are keeping that window open, at least for Sutton. I yeah. don't think Judy's moving. I think Cortland Sutton still could be in the wind. Whoa, the Dutch is throwing down. A no- Thank you, Michaela. Number two tonight, this one, a especially top rope super chat. Love you, Michaela. She says, I have a feeling that the Broncos are hoping that the new additions to the offensive line will steady Cush. So Zach, this is a, an interesting perspective, right? This they're hoping that the new blood and of course, you know, getting Garrett Bowles back at left tackle, that that's the tide that raises the Lloyd Cushenberry ship as it were. Not to, I'm not saying anything against you, Michaela. Thank you, as always. If that's the mindset the Broncos are having, I don't agree with it. Because if you need a player to have two good players around him in order for him to be capable, I don't want him starting on my team. And center is so important, especially in this offense, and especially with a quarterback like Russell Wilson, who likes to dance and play backyard football and run into his own sacks. You need a wall. In the middle, and Lloyd Cushenberry is far from a wall. It's it's kind of like I mean I feel the same way today as I did yesterday. For those who weren't with us or missed the episode, if the Broncos end up saying, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna run it back one last time with Lloyd Cushenberry in a contract year, if that's Sean Payton saying I want to make some lemonade here, I'm gonna trust that until proven otherwise. I know it hasn't been great from Cush, and I've been probably one of his uh, bigger critics at MHH over the years. He was solid year one, year two. Last year in particular, though, he just really regressed. But we know what kind of uh, pedigree he has, where he comes from, won a national championship at LSU, big football brain. If this new coaching staff can just figure out how to, you know, get this dude a little bit stronger and – a little bit savvier, yeah. I think it could make a huge difference. So that's not me advocating per se for Lloyd Cushenberry Zach to be the new starter or to be the starter in 2023. But if that is what the Broncos end up doing, I'm going to trust it until proven otherwise. And a little nastier as well. Cush doesn't have that mean streak like a McGlinchey does or a Powers, Miners, Bowles. Four out of the five Broncos offensive linemen are all savages out there. Then you have Cushenberry, who's kind of a type B passive center. The good thing is, though, they don't have Butch Berry anymore as O-line coach. They have Zach Streif now. And if anyone knows what it takes to succeed in the NFL and develop as an offensive lineman, it is Streif who did that in New Orleans. So fingers crossed that Cushenberry can be salvaged. Shout out Casey Nickel making an appearance on Twitch. By far my favorite stream to watch. Appreciate you. Love you, big dog. Good to see you. Hope you've been well. Uh, Renardo. Whoa. Talk about top rope. Wow. Thank you, bro. Thank you so much, my friend. Seriously, I don't know. I hope you understand how much you mean to us and anyone who supports us, whether it's a hundred stars on Facebook or a hundred dollar super chat like Renardo here. It just blows us away. We're very grateful and just know that it goes to keep these lights on here and keep this content coming to you night after night. Love you, Renardo. He says, I love how we're building our team from the trenches on both sides. Just hoping for a a new center and a fire-breathing middle linebacker. Well, they're pretty set at linebacker, Renardo, for what it's worth, at least the way they're viewing it, right? They've got Alex Singleton returned on a three-year deal. 
there on Josie Jewell's final year of an extension he signed last year. And then you got Jonas Griffith waiting in the wings. So as far as the top of that depth chart, I wouldn't be expecting them, the Broncos, to go make some other additional splash at linebacker, at least not in free agency for what it's worth. But I think everyone joins you in hoping for an upgrade at center at, you know, at some point. Yeah, I have my tweet going out every day, my daily affirmation. It'd be a great day for the Broncos to sign Ben Jones. I just think that'd be the perfect, you know, last little cherry on top. Um, Considering George Payton has neglected, and the Broncos really have for years now, the ILB position, I wouldn't hold your breath, Renardo, on that fire-breathing middle linebacker. It might be another year of the Bash brothers, Singleton and Josie Jewell. The good thing is, Although VJ did not value that position as a head coach in Denver in Arizona, Chad, they had two first round picks at linebacker or at least one in Isaiah Simmons. So maybe after experiencing that, he kind of uh, goes to Peyton and makes his claim that they should be a little more athletic at that position. Now I'm hoping too that now that Alex Singleton, Zach has felt the love a little bit, right? A team has actually not only recognized him for his contributions, but financially. So that maybe, and you know, he can sink some roots, develop some of those other as, uh, aspects of, of his game, whether it's coverage, whether it's making those game-changing type of impact yeah. plays. We'll see. Sam Bam, bro, number two tonight. Thank, Thank you, bro. bro. The four most important components of an NFL team are owner, GM, head coach, and quarterback. If Russ can be fixed, then the Broncos are set up very well for success for the next five to ten years. 100%, 100%. And if you listen to former Broncos wide receiver Brandon Marshall, who recently made a uh, bold prediction that the Broncos are going to be the biggest turnaround story of the 2023 NFL season, then I think you might uh, could get excited, catch that vision yourself, Sam. Yeah, and here's the thing. I'm very impressed. I'm sure you are as well, Chad, with Greg Penner and the resources he's devoted and the aggression he's shown in upgrading the team and the franchise. They have that box checked. I'm still a big fan of George Payton, as I think you are as well, so they have that box checked. Head coach for sure. It all comes down to Russell Wilson. But here's the beauty of having the head coach in place, and I want to give a shout-out to Leadhead in the comments section, always making good points. The Broncos have Sean freaking Payton now. So even if Russell Wilson does bomb, even if they move on a year or two from now, you have faith that he can make lemonade with any quarterback he brings in. He did it with Jameis Winston. He did it with Trevor Simeon. He did it with freaking, I think, Ian Book as well. That's the beauty of having that elite head coach and offensive mastermind. So the Broncos are set up for success, and the arrow is pointing way up. A longtime reader and commenter at Mile High Huddle and listener of the show, David Bingaman jumping in. Great to see you, bro. Thanks for being with us tonight. Interesting comment, Zach. Peyton saw <laughs> all the tape on Kush, so he knows what he has. His call, but the draft is coming. Do you think the Broncos solve it in the draft, or is it, uh, it going to be something else? Uh, first of all, Scott's right. I forgot Teddy Bridgewater. That's another feather in Sean Payton's cap. So, uh, again, you're feeling confident regardless of who's starting at quarterback. Um, center, you asked about, Chad, are they going to fill that position or is it outside? Well, just, I mean, really, David's saying, look, Peyton has seen the tape on Kush, so he knows what he's got. What we're going to find out is basically what his, what his value of that is, right? Yeah. Either I see something there that I could build on or – Definitely not enough, but it wasn't a top priority in free agency, which tells us something, right? The first week anyway, it wasn't a level A, let's go kick the tires on some centers. Guard was, right tackle was, yes. center, they kicked the can down the road. So there are some implications to be drawn from that. Yeah, I just didn't see the question. I would be shocked, though. I mean, literally shocked if they came out of the draft and still had just Cushenberry and Wattenberg on the depth chart. They are going to add at some point, be it a veteran or a rookie competition at minimum for Cushenberry. And I still have my apprehension that the Broncos go into a new year, new scheme, new OL coach, new head coach, new everything with the incumbent Cushenberry as a starter. Wow. The ladies of MHH once again, representing with a plum. Love you, lady D. Thank you so much. Seriously, your generosity. It, it gets us right here. She says, Kush is washed. I'm praying for a new center. What about Shelby Harris? He's still available and loved Denver. What do you guys think? I know you, um, you're probably our most ardent 
center reminder when it comes to the chat, constantly hammering on, harping on, we need a center, we need a center. Uh, but Zach, are you buying the prospect of Shelby maybe coming back or is it too soon? I mean, it's not like he was cut. He was traded. So what are your thoughts? Well, number one, there's also financial incentive to Deanna's point here to move off from Cushionberry. I'm looking at over the cap. They can clear $2.743 million and only eat about 230000 in dead money by declaring him a pre- or post-June 1st cut. That can buy you a new veteran center if you structure the contract a certain way. So, again, I'd be very, very surprised if they, uh, if they start Cushionberry week one. Shelby Harris, the thing is with him, yeah, he was traded. He had little say in that deal, but you can't make a player come back. You can't make him want to play for the Broncos, and you can't make the Broncos want Shelby Harris. There's a reason they threw him in that trade to begin with. There's a reason why, you know, that extension took a long time. I know it was a previous, I'm pretty sure, right? It was before George Payton? The for Shelby? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So they don't have much investment there, and now it's a new ownership group, new head coach. I wouldn't hold my breath on Shelby. Phil saying, I'm thinking we should take a look at free agent center Ben Jones and defensive lineman Calais Campbell. Any thoughts? I would love either one of those guys in Denver. I mean, love, love, love. But keeping it real, I'm not sure, Zach, that there's enough cap space without doing some other things to satisfy both those contracts if you were to get them in, uh, to Denver. I mean, they have – I got to go back to OTC. They have Pull about – yeah. You got to save some for the draft, right? They have about 8.4 right now. The thing is, Chad, they haven't restructured anyone. They can clear like 20, 25 million by making a few simple restructures and that can buy them whoever they want. Phil, you're absolutely right. If they get these two players, just tuck it away until the draft. And you know that you killed the signing period. Plus no first round pick, no second round pick. When you talk Great. about budgeting for the NFL draft, I mean, that, that usually consumes a, big chunk of what you would budget for that so maybe uh maybe they have more you know uh shekels to play with than than first meets the eye david bro the papa bear saying with the super chat thank you david uh jared stidham played outstanding against the niners i am excited about this kid yeah that is something that i think made the whole nfl kind of sit up in their chairs a little bit it's one thing to see a backup quarterback come in no one knows him. Defenses aren't familiar with his game and light him up for 300 plus in a trio of touchdowns, Zach. But when it comes against literally the best defense in the NFL, that is noteworthy. Remember what the Broncos look like against the Niners defense? It was tough sledding for most of that game. You know, Stidham, again, you're not signing him to be QB1. That would be a disaster. But he's a really, I think, a high-end backup and someone that Sean Payton can make better. I'm excited as well, and I'll feel confident at least that he can hold the fort if something were to happen to us. George Fox, thank you for the stars, big dog, and the kind words and support as always. Denver Broncos for life, MHH for life. You are a prince. Uh, Robot of Doom on Twitch, Scott, saying, I stand my ground to this day. Denver makes the playoffs in 2016 if Danny Trevathan stays. Tell me that I'm wrong. Uh, you're, you're probably wrong dog. Not that I, I love Danny Trevathan as much as the next guy, but defense wasn't this team's problem in 2016, right. nor has it been its problem since, you know, the actual Super Bowl season, they didn't have the quarterback thing figured out. Yeah. Um, that still would have torpedoed the season. They came dang close. I mean, nine and seven in 2016. Um, yeah, I don't think Danny T would have been the difference there. No, you're right, and I'm looking it up right now. They would have made the playoffs if Paxton Lynch didn't start two games that year, if Trevor had the entire season. He went 1-1 one in 2016. One more victory, they would have gotten in. So close but no cigar. That's a long time ago, that chat, isn't it? Wasn't it 2017, though, the year that he's balling on the sideline in the black hole? It was his I, second yeah. year, I'm pretty sure. And then the third year, he didn't even make it out of camp. Um, wow, what a waste. What a waste of pick that was. Um, you can dab with the best of them, though. So there's that. Yeah, in his very kind of giraffian sort of way. <laughs> um, all right, guys, we're at 35 minutes, and tonight we have to keep it a little bit 
shorter, a little bit tighter than a usual stream. So any burning topics or questions, get them in the chat, and we will get to them before we dip. The Duchess with number three super chat tonight. Thank you, Michaela. Saying, why doesn't Russ restructure his contract to help the team? Love you. We love you too. You know what? John Elway did it back in the 90s to make way for Neil Smith and others. Peyton Manning did it in 2015 to give the Broncos that additional breathing room to get over the hump. Maybe Russ would be amenable to it, Zach, if the Broncos came a knocking on that subject. I don't think the Broncos are open to it because it would tie them to Russ for longer than they already are because they'd have to move money around and they wouldn't have the out, I believe, in 2025, if not 2024. So you can only kick the can down the road so far and you have to keep in the back of your mind maybe a small percentage chance that Russ does not go back to prior form that last year wasn't an aberration and he is indeed truly washed. I think Russell Wilson is going to make a lot of people eat their words this year for what it's worth. I same. I just have a feeling even if Sean Payton wasn't the hire, I just can't, you know, if the, if the best predictor of the future is the past or the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. I just can't view 2022 as anything more than an outlier coming from a quarterback, Zach, that, nine Pro Bowls in his first 10 years, only two seasons in that span as a starter where they didn't make the playoffs out of a decade. I just think that it was the worst possible confluence of factors that led to what we saw last year as an outlier. And I think, too, there's something. This is not me reporting anything. This is just, you know, it's kind of out there in the Bronco ether, the NFL ether that – Things going on in his personal life, different issues. Perhaps he was a little bit depressed. Then when he starts not playing well and out come the wolves and he becomes a national lampoon, that depression, that kind of darkness uh, only intensified. But that's getting blown out. That's all that juju is just getting cleared out of here. And that's not a guarantee, Zach, that Sean Payton is going to lead this guy back to the promised land uh, this season. But I'm telling you, like, I'm not a betting man. I don't bet. You know, other than, hey, you know, this, that for lunch tomorrow, who's who you got or whatever. I don't I'm not like some kind of professional better. But if I were, I would bet money that Russell Wilson takes a huge step forward this year compared to his 2022 season. Yeah, I wouldn't put my mortgage on it, but I would, you know, wager a a nice amount. I don't think it's theory, though, that he was depressed or going through some mental or psychological things. I mean, he looked overweight, not to fat shame at all, but he looked like he was a little chunkier than usual. He dealt with the trade and all the criticism and, and the new city, new system, blah, blah, blah. He also, I'm pretty sure someone very close to him, his trainer or coach, someone passed away a longtime mentor of his, and I think that messed with him as well. That is all, like you said, gone now, though. It's a new year. It's a second year in Denver. He should be fired up, motivated. He looks a little thinner on social media, and, of course, now he has Sean Payton to coach him up. Lawrence, uh, in context, I feel teams were playing cat and mouse with us and really turning it on. I needed – turning it on, I needed – I don't know. Let me let me look at the producer on the side chat here. I don't know. I beg to differ. When teams really tried, they would score in the final two minutes if needed. We really didn't control. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was a big problem for the Broncos last season. Zach was clutch play on both sides of the ball. You know, the last time I can really remember that the Broncos – making the plays when the chips were down both sides was week three's win over the Niners. And then <laughs> this, this train jumped the Trizax dude gone. Like, like I don't want to make jokes, too many jokes about trains jumping tracks in the United States right now, but still um, especially the defense as vaunted as they were at for the large swath of the 2022 season, Zach, it was always when the chips were down, man is when the leaks would come. It's because they had only one player who was capable of making game-changing plays, and that player got hurt. So without him, they had no one to really impact a game on a moment's notice. They fell apart because they were on the field so much from the offense. I agree you wanted more of a closeout ability from the defense, but I think Ajiro Evero did a really amazing job considering the circumstances. The defense should at least get better, though, under VJ. Hopefully, a little more aggressive. Michael, with some seriously generous 
stars on Facebook. Dude, seriously, love you. Uh, hope you know that, man. Not just the conversation, not just the stars on Twitter, all the support. You are a prince. Uh, and look, Zach, rocking the Buckham T-shirt like a like a true yes, MHHOG. Love it, Mike. Thank you, my friend. Really appreciate you. And I think Michaela deserves a follow-up to her point about the Broncos salary cap really quickly, Chad. And someone else also brought it up in the side comments. I have no idea what the Broncos are doing with Jacob Martin. They mm. picked him up last year after the Bradley Chubb, Chubb trade, but he's not going to be a starter. He probably won't even be a, a direct backup. And they can clear, where is it, almost $4 million by cutting him. So there's a lot of ways they can maneuver for 20, 25 million without even touching the Russell Wilson deal. Yeah. Yeah. That one just seems fate accompli to the point where it's like, why hasn't it happened yet? Um, bizarre. All right. We're at 42 minutes just about. So we're got to get out of here shortly. Um, but not before we get, Lady D. Top rope super chat number three tonight from the Lady D. Golly. Golly, are we a couple of uh, lucky podcasters. Mary. Thank uh, you, Deanna. Deanna, love you. Thank you. Seriously. She says, Wilson's going to come out strong. He's got something to prove to people. I believe he had family coaching and other issues. They are put to rest. As Zach says, coaching, coaching, coaching. MHH for life and a tip of the cap. Love you. Thank you, Deanna. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I don't try to overvalue coaching. The players get paid too, and it's on them. Execution's important. But if Sean Payton can't rescue Russell Wilson, no coach they we would have hired could do it. So they're in good hands, and we have to hope that Russell at least flips back to being a top 12 quarterback. If he's top 12, they're going to be in the playoff hunt. Colby, Triple C in the house on Facebook, throwing down some support. Good to see you, my friend. Hope you're doing well. Um, I see uh, Albert Knoppers saying, did Jacob Bobenmoyer get waived? No. He was a restricted free agent that they opted not to tender. And then he signed – where did he sign? Raiders, Vegas. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so they're going with – I can't remember this dude's name. Mitchell Fabroni. Yes, thank you. They're going with Fabroni. Um, <laughs> not Jabroni. So Yes. So, uh, hey, it's a long snapper. It's a long snapper. You just need to be perfect, you know, whatever it is, six, seven times a game, hopefully. Um, but, yeah, Boban Moyer, happy trails. Another guy that I'm not really shedding too many tears over being gone. That's not to make light over his contributions because Jacob does have a very um, – a defensive family when it comes to Twitter mm -hmm. and uh, protecting his name and reputation. But, you know, those guys like Casey Kreider, for example, Zach, he was a guy you never noticed, at least not as a long snapper because he never – it was never bad, never bad exactly. snap. And then he would run down and make a tackle, and then you would notice him. Bowman Moyer, a couple of two or three off-target long snaps and not as much production in that uh, arena as far as – punt support so deanna she says thanks everyone love to you all right back at you much love and respect um but we are about a time i want to i want to grab clayton real quick supporter on facebook smash the like button and share it guys couldn't have said it better date night now off to the movies with the wifey yeah hey have fun big dog thank you clayton uh zach unless there's any other burning topics no, I want to just follow up on the long snapper thing really quickly, Chad. Remember the old, I think it was like 2002, 2003. It was the Niners and the uh, Giants playoff game. And it ended with the long snapper throwing a pass downfield. His name was Trey Junkin. Why do I remember that all these years later? Because if the long snapper's name is called, it means he messed up. So, so to your point, if Fabroni is the starter, we should never hear his name in the regular season. Just like you mentioned, Casey Kreider. That's the hope. That's the hope. Um, but guys, you have been awesome tonight. We got a few messages for you before we dip out some cool stuff. So don't leave quite yet.
Yes, that was the MHH podcast. If you're not doing so, follow us on Twitter at the MHH pod. Also the main account on Twitter at mile high huddle, Chad at Chad and Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL and Scott, our producer at scout Kennedy. If you guys want some new Buckham merch or any of our inventory, check out MHHmerch.com and get your swag on as the banner says. And also facebook.com slash mile huddle pod. Be sure you're liking that page and following that page. And if you're on Instagram, go to at mile underscore high underscore huddle for all your Broncos needs. If you're not doing so or haven't done so already, go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every month. But if anything, guys and gals, please subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. That's right. That's right. Um, much love and respect to these Super Chat superstars tonight. Getting after it. Taylor, the real Travis Scott, Gyla, Sam Bam multiple times, the Duchess, Michaela Parker multiple times. Lady D, Deanna Hendry multiple times. Renardo, massive, massive show of support. Uh, Papa Bear himself, David McElrath. And then on Facebook, our great supporters. Love you guys, seriously. I don't know what we'd do without you. We got Michael Ronquillo just falling out. Mike Likens, Colby C. Collier, Doug Raquel, George Fox, Lawrence Rivera. And guys, I want to remind you, there is a brand new Bridge the Gap music video that you guys got to go check out. It's the last single that, that we're going to put out. We did have a music video made for it. And at the uh, indulgence of my compatriots here in the green room in the studio, I'm going to play this for you. Just a little clip. It. Watch your ears. If your ear, ears in right now, just be careful. Go watch it. Like, comment, share it if you if you can. Okay, so thank you for your indulgence. You know, Zach and Scott, they're like, man, this punk rock thing, When I got a life to lead. But, guys, you have been so awesome in your support for it up to this point. Love you. Appreciate you. And with that, Zach, we're back uh, Thursday. We're, Thursday. We get a couple of days off, but morning show, Broncos for breakfast, chugging along tomorrow, building the Broncos, the Wednesday shows. Uh, it's going to be absolutely dope. Mile High Insiders, we'll see you Thursday. And I have a feeling by then, Chad, we'll have more news to talk about. But have a great start to your week. We'll see you Thursday night. Take care. And as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos.